Hey, sports fans, and welcome to episode 22 of State of My Sports at State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page of the same name, State of MI Sports. We want to know what you like, what you dislike, and you want to hear, and let us know your opinion on all our topics. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you're alerted when a new episode is out. Also share us with some friends so we can so you can help us grow our audience. Episode 22, we're going to talk about the state of our football teams once again uh, here in this great state of Michigan. All three games are worth talking about, so um, we're going to roll with it. And then uh, we're also going to bring up a little bit of the Mark D'Antonio allegations that came out, just what it means. Was it too serious? What do we think about it? Um, we'll also do a quick preview of the upcoming matchups for all three games. And, of course, we'll have some beer grades for you. So, I am Sam Waltart, and with me today is Kyle Fossey, Micah Smith, and Ryan Waltart once again. Ryan, I see another hotel room background. Where are you right now? Yep. Right now, I am in Bologna, Italy. I spent the last couple of days in Rome, and now I'm, I'm in Bologna. I feel like I'm kind of settled in for the whole week. Yeah. I've got six days here in Bologna, so feeling good. Nice. You're a nice. world traveler. Yeah, tired, tired, but good. I'm, I'm definitely exhausted, but ready to do the podcast. Here we go. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ryan already mentioned since, I mean, it's, what time is it there? Like two o'clock? Yeah, it's like, it's going on three o'clock. It's 2.45 right now. 2.45 right now. Wow, that's dedication. So we're not, you're not going to drink beer. I'm not allowing you to. So don't worry about doing a beer grade, but if you want to. Yeah, I've had enough for tonight. You've had enough tonight. Michael, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight I'm drinking Nutter Your Business Peanut Butter Stout from Grand Armory. Wow. That sounds this, excellent. This is a great beer. I've been excited for fall to roll around for only this reason. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. A, that, is, that is not a typical Micah beer. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to winter, you're going to see a lot of these. He does He does drink a lot more stouts and stuff like that. And he's, Seasonal, he's like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seasonal. Kyle, Kyle what are you drinking? I have a New Holland. It's called Cerveza con Limon. Oh, interesting. And that's like the whole name. Mex- Mexican-style lager with natural lemon flavors. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Does it I taste think you like nailed a, the name. Does it taste like a, like a Corona? Con Limon. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, so it has that kind of like... Yeah, you're going to have to like lime. There's a lot of lime. If oh, you're going to yeah. turn... If you're gonna turn that Italian to be cerveza con limone. Limone. I just I'm in that mood, yeah. You were you were practicing that all day long. Like I'm gonna nope. use that on this. No, nope, it's just so <laughs> it's soaked into me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm drinking from Holland, Michigan. It's Big Lake Brewing once again. The Haze and Blue. It's their uh, hazy New England style IPA. And it has um, mosaic hops once again, and it also is brewed with blueberries. So, pretty tasty beer, very cool. tasty. I have a great for it by by the end of this episode. So, um, we'll just jump right into what happened today. Let's start with the Detroit Lions going out there and winning again, undefeated, undefeated. Hoorah. Three weeks in, undefeated. So the Lions they went on the road and beat what was left of the Philadelphia Eagles, pretty much twenty seven twenty four. Uh, Stafford was 18 for 32 for 201 yards and a touchdown. 
Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones was the mismatch they decided to expose this week. Uh, he had six catches for 101 yards in the touchdown. Amendola was utilized uh, well again uh, with four catches for 37 yards, but they were pretty clutch catches in the moment. Um, Jamal Agnew had a nice bounce back. He had a 100-yard kick return pretty much to start the game. It was right after the first drive for, for the Eagles, so it put the Lions – it was a great way to start the offensive side of the game. But, um, yeah, so that was big. Uh, Lions pretty much took over the game in the second quarter, had a 13-0 uh, second quarter, and went into, the, went into halftime with, with a lead. And really they didn't look back. I, I know the on paper 27-24 um, is a close game. It's only a field goal, and there was a lot that happened at the end of that game to, to get where they did. But um, they were up two scores for a lot of the second half. It felt comfortable at times, but never too comfortable as a Lions fan. But, you know, they sealed the deal. They went into a tough place to play and won. They beat the Eagles. That was yeah. that was one of those games that you, you know, we all play the schedule game. I doubt any of us, like, were very confident in the Lions winning that game, right? Yeah, it's a terrible place to play. Nobody likes Philly fan. It's I think it's intimidating going in there. But, yeah, they did. They played well. Yeah, and then, oh, man, those fans were livid. There were some questionable <laughs> calls, no calls, and you could hear, like, they were booing hard. And they were actually booing their own team as well. So, sounds, um, sounds, they, just, like sounds just like I mean, they booed Santa Claus, right? Isn't that the, the joke? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> those people that? are ruthless. Yeah. They are. They're bad. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, it it wasn't pretty. It really wasn't. Uh, it In a lot of ways, it looked similar to the arguments that people had last week, um, I think we kind of went in a different direction with, with the Chargers game that it was a good win. A lot of people had the the opinion that the Chargers more gave that game away, which is a fair argument, but it, that's what people are going to be saying, you know, all week about this game. Uh, Lions put up 27 points, but I mean, there was turnovers, uh, so many drops by the Eagles. The Lions really – benefited well from from them shooting themselves in the foot but more times than not those are the games that lions still find a way to lose and they still that's the thing they still always lose those yeah and oh boy did they try did they try it, the buckle at the end go ahead micah no it seemed like they capitalized on a lot of eagles mistakes and a few of their guys being down and out obviously but at the end i think I think probably every Lions fan was really biting their nails at the yeah. very end. Yeah, so I think once once his last throw was right at the goal line, and that was darn close. Yeah, yeah. For the fans that that missed it, that weren't able to watch, um, more or less, maybe don't follow it too close. But at the very end, so correct me if I'm wrong. What happened? But so the Lions get the ball with well, how much time was left? Maybe two minutes or something like that. About two minutes. Yeah, just just over two minutes left. We're in field goal range. Cause we, oh yeah, so we had we had them turnover on downs in their territory. We're in field goal range when we get the ball. Run the ball, timeout, two minute warning. Throw the ball, miss. So we have a, a field goal attempt, right? Prater lines up, kicks it, it gets blocked, and returned back to the twenty five yard line. And it's like they're so they're already in field goal range. You're like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. And then all of a sudden, there's a flag on the play, and they got a personal foul for, for I think, a block in the back or something like that. And they had to pull it back to the 50, and they never got in field goal range after that so to tie it. But, wow. Man, yeah, it was pretty insane. 
it was fun to watch, and I, I took a couple years off my life. I guarantee you that. Yeah, they got some extra gray hairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but they they won. Um, that's huge. And you know, like I like I already said, people are gonna say that the the Eagles kind of shot themselves in the foot, and they they had a lot of drops. They had some just boneheaded decisions, like just boneheaded play. One guy literally caught the ball, or it was Aglar. <laughs> he caught it, started to run, and just dropped the ball without being touched. So then the Lions picked that up and went, went down, got a field goal out of it, I think, and stuff. But th- there was also a big force fumble by the defense again. It was another guy coming through, and I wish – it was kind of like a big pile. So I, I, I don't know if one of you saw who punched it out. I think it was actually Jared Davis. I remember them saying that now. He came in and punched the ball out like while well, the guy was inches from the ground. Um, and, I, you know, I, the Lions are doing that a lot. They're trying to create these turnovers, which is cool. And they're, they're being successful with it as well. Um, that was huge. Um, they also got three sacks, which is cool. Um, they allowed 373 yards, so it doesn't look that good. But, I mean, the defense, it was just another one of those games, very similar to last week, that's like, the defense isn't great. They're not stopping them necessarily, but they're somehow making plays when they need to. Um, so that, Good to see. it is because it's, it's not the team that we're used to. We we're, we've never had that as lions fans, the team that's just opportunistic and getting the calls. And I mean, more, more often than not, when you hear about the NFL and a great defensive team, most of the time, they they usually end up talking about turnovers in the end, a team that knows how to get the ball and make the big play when needed. That's been the Steelers for forever. It's been the Ravens for a really long time, Patriots here and there. But if this turns into the the identity of the Lions, man, I'll take it every yeah. single game. Yeah, They're, they are making plays. They really are. Um, one thing that I didn't like that I saw was – so the Eagles – they were 7 of 13 on third down. And I'm telling you, what, I, when I looked up the number, I knew it was going to be look bad. I thought it was going to look a little worse because it seemed like in crucial situations, the Eagles could move the ball whenever the hell they wanted to. And that was getting very frustrating. And it didn't look like it was going to go, go well for Detroit in that way. But, you know, when you're making the big plays, getting the turnovers, I think we stopped them on fourth down a couple times as well. So, um, so- – so what is it? What part of the defense needs to step up to stop the ball from moving after, you know, third down after third down after third down? Because that'll probably be the next step, right? Yeah, you know, I think, I think it comes down to the defensive line. I, they're not getting pressure without blitzing yeah. and getting creative, and that's hurting. This is where this, – like this defensive line was supposed to be wreaking havoc on, on these quarterbacks, and they're not doing it. Um, the Eagles had their left tackle out more than half the game. And we didn't expose that at all. So, I mean, yeah, you, you get the three sacks, but it's not in crucial situations. And they're, these quarterbacks that we're facing, they're still getting time to make the play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. three sacks in a game is plenty, but it's not, this, it's not just sacks. It's the well, pressure. It's making this guy uncomfortable when they need to. And these quarterbacks look very comfortable against the Lions. Yeah, and a sack doesn't mean that – a, the defensive line's playing great. It could be a coverage sack. It could be, you know, the quarterback just kind of being dumb and extending a play way too long. You, you never really know. Sats can tell a lie sometimes too. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, one thing I think is, is awesome is Stafford. He is dialed in. The stats weren't there today, but, dude, 
the throws he's making are so on the money. And, and his wide receivers are bailing him out a few times. But, I mean, I, I'm a big Stafford guy. I'm still wearing the jersey. I, I refuse. To I was just going to ask that. I just saw that. I'm like, wait, are you wearing his jersey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I like what he's doing. I think he's in control of this offense, like, from start to finish of the game. It is, it's great to see that he's, he's grasping the new offense. And it's working well. The run game was still not there. And that is – hurting it. I mean, carry on. I, I don't have his numbers in front of me, I don't think, but maybe 30 yards, 40 yards max? 36. 36. So it was just – that was frustrating. And I, and, and I knew that going in because the Eagles do have a stout run defense, but you still want to see a little bit more. And it's and, – and, Ryan, like you said last week, um, the stats go unnoticed of, of turning – you know, what should have been a three-yard loss into a one-yard gain. Like, that yeah. is a huge difference, and he still did that a ton. Um, he made a lot of people miss. He made the first guy miss a lot, and that's exciting, but it's got to turn to something else. He's got to start putting up bigger numbers here for this play action to continue to work and be, yeah. you know, yeah. be a weapon for this team. That, and you want to see the offensive coordinator get, get creative enough to – use your best weapons in the offense when it makes sense to use them. Exactly. Yeah, Hawkinson again, though. He, he only yeah. had one catch. One one catch for one yard is what he had. He had a drop, yeah. a, a yeah. crucial drop today. And then he also had a bonehead play where he stepped out of bounds and then caught the ball. So it was ruled incomplete and stuff. But it's just, I don't know. For how good he was in week one, it's frustrating that it, the, the, these next two weeks were, were as bad as they were for him. Um, hopefully that. Yeah, gets... in my mind, I'm I'm thinking that the I'm thinking the coaching staff is treating him like a rookie. When I think we should take the leash off him and, and actually let him run free, kind of. And since we don't really have that speed guy that can just beat any kind of defensive back out there and be the real weapon downfield, if we have a guy like that who is a mismatch, let's use him as our speed guy downfield against the linebackers. Yeah, no, I agree. And you don't, we haven't seen that at all these last couple of games. Like, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen him really move out of the backfield a ton. It's, it's a little different. Um, Jesse James had a big catch again, which was nice. Um, and then was it was it Bodden? Do I have that right? Who had the he had a big run. It might have been a catch, actually, out of the backfield. Yeah, it was a big, uh, crucial catch, and he actually leaped over a guy. You know, bought in our fullback type guy. He's massive, and he hurtled a guy, which was so cool to see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you always like seeing stuff like that. These athletes oh, yeah. making plays. But um, another big concern was Galladay. I thought he was rough today. Only two catches for 17 yards, and he just looked lost. He had a couple drops that hurt hurt us as well. So I don't know. I feel like I'm being kind of negative of from what I saw, but I was, I thought the Lions were in control of that game from start to finish. Really, Mike, I know you said you got to watch quite a bit of it. Um, other than Lions going Lions, like it seemed like the Lions were in control of that game. Didn't I, I w <clears throat> yeah, very much. I would, I would completely agree that the control factor for the Lions was definitely there. And obviously I wasn't as bought in as you guys, but I thought, towards the end of the game, things were getting too close for comfort. Yeah. You know, things were getting 
I don't know, too conservative on, on defense. Would that be a fair assessment or something a little bit different maybe? But nonetheless, I, I don't know exactly what to say. I didn't get to watch the whole game. Yeah. But something just didn't feel right towards the end of the game. It was it was just simply too close for comfort. Yeah, you know, it, it almost looked like they changed game plans a little bit. And when you do get a lead, you stop being aggressive on both sides of the ball. That's just the way it goes. It's somewhat understandable, but – I mean, it's blitzing that that gets the pressure right now. And when you have the lead in a two-possession game, that's the last thing you're going to do. I hate that. You, and I hate it as well. Oh, yeah. But, man, this front four is not getting what they need. And that was another thing that happened was when Daniels went out in the first half. That hurt, too. Uh, he went out with a foot injury. Slay's injury was a hammy. Um, and ooh, he pulled up pretty quick. Slay did. When that, yeah, that, that one did not look good. I no. saw that one. I, and I, I haven't heard. He didn't said anything. I haven't heard it. anything. No. no. Um, so yeah, that concerns me. Definitely. Yeah. That looked bad. Yeah, it did. But I thought Justin Coleman, every time I say that name, I know it's right. That is the right name. Right. I always second guess myself. The the corner, the slot. You got Justin it. Coleman. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why I, I second guess myself every time when I say that name, but, um, I, I thought he had another good game. Um, he's, he actually was, was the one that kind of filled in for Slay, I think. I don't know the, the X's and O's type of if he actually filled his role, but he was the one that they were going after, and he was the one shutting the plays down. So that was exciting to see. Um, Gerard Davis back playing, that was awesome. I thought that was nice to see um, him and Tavai out there. Um, it's a good duo. Yeah, it is. And it's it's good depth at, at linebacker because you still have Devon Connard as well who, who can fill in and, and be a piece on that defense at, li- at the linebacker position. I think that's – that's massive. When you have linebackers you can trust, you're going to – you know, they're, they're the quarterbacks of your defense, really. So, um, that's very important. Um, really, I, I was pretty pleased with what I saw. When you go into a place and win, that's, that's, that's the key, right? Yeah, but, that's the yeah, but you, just went, you just went on for five minutes about how all the things that you were negative about and all the things you didn't appreciate and everybody who didn't play very well. I know. But we got to win, right? Well, we got to win. We got to win. I. So that's that's the important part. Yeah, and you listen to these guys in the um, like the the post game, like locker room celebration. Like they they really seem to be close, and this team seems to be one, which is very exciting. I, I really like that as well. So, um, there. I, I forgot to miss. I forgot to say one of my negatives. Can I say my negative or am I all negative it out? No, go for it. More negative, the better. Let her roll. Early on, so it was when the Lions, in the, in the second quarter when they were dominating, it seemed like they left the door open by just getting field goals a couple times off of turnovers. You got to get in the end zone at least one of those times to just pull it up, pull that game away. Like, pull away when you had a chance, step on their throat. They didn't do it, and they almost got screwed over in the long run for it. But um, we'll just jump over to next week. I mean, I don't want to go too far into it because Lions are hosting the Chiefs. And, yeah, we're undefeated. But we're way behind the Chiefs, right? Kyle, what do you think? Like, there's no hope for the Lions winning this game, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I, I know it sounds rough to say maybe, but it's kind of fun to take them when it's a close game or, and like you said, there's no spread or anything yet. But yeah. It, they're playing pretty good football, the Chiefs are. <laughs> yeah. I'd have a hard time betting on that one. <laughs> yeah, 
and so th- the way that I kind of wanted to look at it is a matchup that we like, a matchup we dislike, and what we expect is going to happen. I don't want to like go too too far into it, but I think is so. I'll just kind of roll with it, and then I'll I have a couple more points I want to bring up. But a matchup we like, I think, is got to be Stafford. When you have a franchise quarterback that can throw the ball, that can control the offense, they're going to keep you in the game. Right, I think he's he's the the biggest bright spot on this team. Our defense has not been good enough to, to expect them to shut down the Chiefs by any means. So it's going to be a, a shootout if if that's the way it's going to go. If they're going to stay in it, matchup I dislike is Mahomes against this defense. I feel like he's going to pick us apart, um, and that's kind of what I expect to happen. I expect the Lions to get humbled. I think it's going to get ugly, and it's just going to be one loss. And we'll move on. We'll have a bye and kind of go from there. So, um, I, I think in all fairness, I think if Stafford can have a near-perfect game, your defense steps up the way it needs to, and the Chiefs make some mistakes, I think the Lions have a shot. I mean – Look, at this point, we're three weeks in, and I think we're still trying to figure out if this defense is forcing mistakes, forcing fumbles, forcing interceptions, or if – or if we're getting lucky, we yeah. still have to kind of figure out that line where we're at. If, if we're a really good defense, really good defenses create turnovers. That's and we'll point. find – I mean, we'll find out what ends up happening with it uh, next week. But it, we've all had this as a loss, yeah. you know, on the, on the calendar the whole year. Right when the schedules came out, it was like, oh, Chiefs, loss. Okay, let's move on. Let's see what else we can do. So I think I've said it the last couple of weeks, but if we can stay competitive – and if we stay competitive in the first half specifically, that would make me feel pretty good because this Chiefs team gets out front, gets to the lead early all the yeah. time. Yeah. I, I think of them as like the, the Houston Astros of, of football. It's like that first time through the lineup for the uh, – I, I guess I'll stick away from baseball. But, <laughs> but they're just good. They strike early, and then, and then they play a certain way once they're up early. Yeah. Yeah. And so if we, can, if we can just kind of stay with them, that'll make the game – more competitive throughout and and I'm I'm afraid of Mahomes too but I don't know we'll see what happens it doesn't hurt it, it doesn't help that slays with you know with his injury that that hurts us for sure yeah. but I'd, I'd really like to see him compete we're undefeated at this point let's see what they what they can do who can step up yeah if there's any concern for slay like say he's questionable like if it was just a freak accident and he's fine say it was more of like a a cramp or something and then he's good tomorrow then obviously you look at him playing, but if there's any question, like that's the last thing, I would, like keep him out. Yeah. Two straight yeah, weeks off completely. Yeah. Like that would be awesome for him. Um, same with Daniels. I, like I feel bad saying just, I look at this as a throwaway game, which is sad as a lie, but it's just like, yeah. look, we're two on one. This is better than any of us expected. And I, I even started doing the schedule game again. Like that's what I was doing before, right before we started. So of course, I relook at things so many times. But if I quickly do the schedule game, let's just say out the door, let's say they go 500 in the division, three and three. You win your home games, you lose your away games. I think that's a safe argument. I think you could argue a couple games each way, but we'll just say three and three out of the division, right? So then you got the Chiefs, Giants, Raiders, Cowboys, Redskins, Bucks, and Broncos. I mean, I see five five wins out of there. Not so bad. It puts you at ten five and one, so I think that's that's pretty darn good. And you Steelers. know what? That's that's better than ten and six. <laughs> it is. 
It is. That's a good, good point. point. <laughs> that <laughs> that actually, tie. That could be huge, though. As long as like, yeah, I hate it. That could. That, <laughs> it's tie. going to either hurt us or help us. So I, yeah, I expect it to hurt eventually. But yeah, it'll um, hurt. If it helps, I'll love it. But I don't expect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just. I, I think it's that, that's good. Lions talk for now. We'll move on to uh, another bright spot here in the state of Michigan. Uh, Michigan State. Um, Michigan State had a nice. They had a nice bounce back win. Um, at Northwestern with a 31 to 10 victory. Lewerke was 18 of 31 for 228 yards and three touchdowns. Cody White with one of them, and then a tight two for tight end Matt Saber. Never heard of him going into this game. A yeah, big game, yeah. <laughs> two touchdowns, good for him. Um, Elijah Collins had a nice game with 76 yards on 13 carries. No, 17. 17. Thank you. I had 76 yards on 76 carries. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of carries with a low average. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And his longest Very was 13. Poor. His longest was 13, so it wasn't like a big chunk of those yards were, were all in one. Um, just sounds like he was very consistent, like, based on that. I, I was watching the Michigan game. I watched some of the highlights of the state game and tried to catch up, but I didn't dive too much into it. Um, Darrell Stewart, Jr., um, he didn't get in the end zone, but led the led the team with five catches and 77 yards. Bocce led the defense with 13 tackles, one sack, and one interception. Uh, the defense allowed 265 yards, 139 of them rushing, 126 passing, but forced three interceptions. Um, also, before we start doing a roundtable, congratulations to Mark D'Antonio on win 110 um, to be the winningest football coach in MSU history. Good for him. Good for the program. Kyle. It's got to feel good to get that behind him, right? That yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much he cares about stuff. Well, I, he'd be a fool to say you didn't care about it, even if you act like you don't. I think he cares um, a lot. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a good win. It was It was not the most exciting game, I don't think, but Lewerke looked good. Um, no, you know, no interceptions at least, and yeah. a lot of his throws were pretty decent throws. Um, I think I might – you know, with my every other Michigan offense <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I'm running. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was what I predicted. So yeah, you were right uh, on the money. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a good win. It was a great yeah, win. I, I think it's a very nice win. I wouldn't call it a great win, but um, I, I think Statement. it's under, it's, <laughs> it was a double digit win. Yeah. What do you think? Statement win? <laughs> yeah. Do you, you guys, double digits? Do you still feel Come it? on, man. Still you beat me it? to it. I'm <laughs> sorry. Come on. Sorry, I, I thought of it. I thought I shouldn't because I didn't want anyone's feelings to get hurt. Like, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't say they weren't going to win by double digits. I said it doesn't matter if they win by double digits, and it still doesn't matter. Does it? Did he sleep better because of that? No, probably not. Feels really, really good. Yeah. yeah, it feels better than winning by a field goal seven to ten. It does. Yeah, I mean, it's a that's an underrated place to play. That's a tough place to play. Um, and they went in and they took care of business. Um, that's a very good win for them. It is. Um, they never apologize for it. Just go out there and play your game. Um, I, I think you got to be cautious as well, though, with these Spartan fans. Don't get too excited yet. It does not erase the bad loss to Arizona State, who ended up losing to Colorado. So, if you get too excited, you'll end up looking like a Michigan fan this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> and signing off. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for recording. Thank you guys for listening. I'm just saying, if you, throw out the, if you throw out the don't get excited, Sparty comment, I mean, 
you know. it's definitely true. Do you want to get excited? Yes. <laughs> you can get excited if you want. I'm just trying to caution you guys. because no, I didn't say that you preempted my excitedness. I wasn't that excited. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just, All right. I'm there, excited. There are Spartan fans that are taking that win like a little too serious. I would say, well, look, this is the first time that we faced a, a legitimate opponent as Michigan state. The first time that they faced a big 10 opponent, somebody who actually had a defense where they put up some points. So it's a, Definitely good to see because your offense actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Collins, nice. Collins was the focal point. He kept moving the ball first and second down, and then Lewerke came up with the throws that he needed to. He didn't dominate the game, but he, he again, he, he was an average Big Ten quarterback that didn't throw the game away, and that's all Michigan State needs to be successful. Yeah. yeah. Defense is that good. Yeah. You know, and, and look, I'm not trying to – take away this win. It was a good win. I, th- I think you should be happy about it and be excited because it is a win is a win, especially in the big 10. But I want to like, so yeah, you're right. We saw them do it against a power five school. Now, now they need to show us that they can do it against a top 25 school because they have several of those coming up in their schedule. And if they can't do it against a top 25 program, it, it's going to, it's still going to be a long season. So I just want to caution. Don't, think that your season's turn around yet it might be it very yeah, well this, could be yeah this is something i didn't bring up last week but i think in the whole argument section that we had yeah i wish i wish i would have brought brought up that this double digit win was really not for fans it was for sparty it was so they would understand or they would feel confident if you yeah exactly that they have some confidence in their quarterback and they have confidence in their offense that it can actually do something and work and they can buy into the coach, you know, so they can come together to come together as a team rather than be this like dominant defense versus this really wimpy kind of, you know, disorganized offense. Yeah. And look, be happy, be excited, just be cautious because you don't want to get caught with your pants down too excited about a win like that. I know it's yeah. good, right? I hate when that happens. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I think the the flaws were still there, though. I mean, you got the fumble by by Cody White, missed field goal again. Um, and really, in general, this this game could have gone the other way very quick. I'm not saying Northwestern would have won or blow them out, blew them out, but dude, if it wasn't for that interception late in the in the first half that Michigan State got and then turned it into seven points, that game was going to be what seven to three going into halftime. Like it was that, that quick of a turnaround or maybe it was 10 to three or something like that. Um, it, but that's all it took that, that spark by the defense, the offense seals the deal, puts the points on, on the board before halftime. That, that right there is what flipped the game. And it gave Michigan state the confidence that they desperately needed because I mean, I'm sure that ASU game was in the back of their heads when they are struggling to score. Oh, yeah. They were still struggling. Not to mention that Northwestern has had their number the last three years. Yeah. That is also something else that has stuck in their head because I'm a Michigan sure. fan, and it has stuck in my head with a lot of teams in the past. <laughs> sure. And one yeah. that still exists. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, look, I, I, I was just explaining how it could have gone the other way, and that was kind of, it probably came across as like a negative that they didn't look good. But you could also take that as a positive. Um because it very well could have gone the other way, and they didn't let it happen. The players took control of that game, made the plays, and, and didn't let it happen. Didn't let the coaches 
affect what was going to happen out on the field. They just made the plays yeah. and made it happen. Joe That's Bocci like, was busy. Yeah, he was, man. He was everywhere. He was. <laughs> he was. He was good, man. He was. Sorry, go uh, ahead, Kyle. No, I, I exactly what you said, Sam, is kind of what I I almost – I yeah, I almost take it more as a positive, like, the offense is what the offense is, but at the same time, like, that defense provided that spark, and that's what they needed. And then, boom, third the third quarter's big – um, and and you know off they went. So yeah, we got to keep getting a, if they keep getting a spark from the defense. I, you know I'm all right with it as long as they keep turning out wins with it. Yeah. yeah, I I agree, and I that's what the defense does. I mean we know it, we expect it. That's what they do. That's why again yeah. I don't know. In my opinion, it's like if the if the offense is satisfactory, if they're average for Big Ten, they're going to be good. Yeah. I think Graham Couch um, said it perfectly in the Lansing State Journal. He said they showed both its warts and why this season has still has a chance. Like, sure. They go. showed that they, the flaws that we've all been concerned about all year were they were still there, but they also showed that you know the reason why this team still could be exciting, why they very well could be a team that is the team that can upset an Ohio State. Because that's basically what it's going to come down to is who can upset Ohio State. I only see – I can see Wisconsin based on what their performance was. But I think Michigan State is another one of those teams mainly because they have that defense. That's going to hit, keep them in a game. So, Yeah, um, you just got to hope – you just got to – you don't really know which offense is really going to show up that week. Yeah. That's, that's what it feels like right now is that it's a little bit unpredictable – you are hoping the electric Isaiah Collins, or Collins come out, Elijah Collins, sorry, comes out, and, and you hope that their offense is clicking and he makes throws and no, there are no fumbles and everything. But, but you don't really know. You know the defense is there and a little unpredictable Michigan State overall. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, another, another thing that I think is interesting is Coughlin, again, missed another field goal. Man, it's just yeah, so I, weird what has happened. Like – He's been Mr. Consistent consistency with that team. Yeah. I mean, what is going on? Like, what do you, and now this year, he, he's laying eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you what, they, he's got to get it right because there's going to be a time that they need him in a crucial game, in a crucial moment, and they need to be able to trust that he can do it. And he needs to be able yeah. to believe in himself too because yeah. those field goal kickers are nuts. So um, you want them to be right between the ears going into every game. And there's no way this kid's feeling good about himself right now, right? They're kind of like hockey goalies, just a little off. Yeah, or, exactly. Or pitchers. 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 Right? <laughs> Some would say catchers, but not this podcast. Hey, come on now. <laughs> we'll stick with pitchers. They're crazy. <laughs> right. So let's, let's jump into next week. Um, Michigan State, they, they host Indiana. Um, Indiana's kind of like the very big question mark. They've showed it in the past that, you know, they might have a – a gimmicky offense that can kind of just run with, with the best of them. Um, but they got smoked by, by Ohio state 51 to 10. Um, but they're three and one. So, I mean, they beat Connecticut and Eastern Illinois and ball state so far. So they haven't beat anybody that you're getting excited about, but they've already played tough competition. They're going to be ready for this game. Kyle, does this game scare? I think this is actually one that you, Originally said this would be a loss, right? This is the crazy – like, this is the one that, yeah, you think – But they already got that out of their system. The, yeah, they kind of already did that. So, I'm just <laughs> hoping it's not a repeat offender thing. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I feel good going in. I mean, it's still Indiana. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know a terrible much about Indiana, um, but they, they've had a couple games recent in the last few years too where they've really played up to pass their potential with a few teams. So yeah. I don't know if it always turned into wins, but they have a – not to be funny about it, but like it's not Rutgers. It's a little, exactly. it's a little different feel than Rutgers. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. They're, they're a team that if you don't show up, they can beat you. And mm-hmm. Michigan State has shown that they're not always going to show up, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. I, I believe that their defense could still carry them to a victory without the offense, but <laughs> in this type of game, but, but still, you, you never know. Um, I, I think that's the, the easy pick for the matchup that we like here is Michigan State's defense, right? Yeah. Um, again, Peyton Ramsey, I mean, he looked good in the, in, the, in the win against UConn and stuff, but he was exposed against OSU. And I look at this yeah. – I look at OSU's defense very similar to Michigan State's. That they're, they're kind of on the same level. They're both very good, very fast – very yeah. consistent um so i would assume that they're gonna you know hold them to uh, 10 points or less so um yeah. that, that's got to be what you like going into that game is the defense right. like surprise surprise right <laughs> we're definitely not going to say the offense yet are we not yet nope uh matchup that we dislike is, is there something that concerns you i mean other than just the unknown of a team it, it, Micah, you look like you got something. Like, is, I, something I do. Like I, about Indiana? Not a particular matchup other than what you've been saying because Indiana seems to be a thorn in the side of almost any Big Ten team just yeah. kind of on an upset alert, you know? Yeah. I, I just don't understand Indiana. It's a strange team. They have bad losses and they have – good wins it's if if indiana catches michigan state with their pants down they will they will beat michigan state michigan state has to be prepared they have to do not sleep on indiana yeah i i'm not to that that extent yet with it but at the same time i'm not going to tell you you're wrong because we've seen it i the for me the biggest key is is the fact that they already got that loss out of their system otherwise this game would scream trap to me but I feel sure. like they already got that behind them. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Isn't that so weird? <laughs> That's the way we like to it look is. at things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think that the the only matchup that comes to mind is which which Michigan State's offense is going to show up. Yeah. Yep. And it's not even a matchup. It's just basically a, a flip of the coin or every other. I mean, if it's the every other week thing, Kyle. Oh boy, yeah. this is going to be an interesting Saturday for Micah you. Might, then Micah might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, so before we turn the page, I mean, yeah, before we turn the page to Michigan and, and away from from Michigan State, I did want to bring up the D'Antonio allegations. I don't know if you guys missed it, but um, basically, an ex. Uh, staffer, his name's Blackwell. I think he was the, the head of recruiting. Is that correct, Micah? Curtis Blackwell, yeah. yes. Um, he basically said D'Antonio went against the wishes of him and his entire staff and gave the troubled Austin Robertson a spot on the team. Um, he had a ton of red flags coming out of high school. I, I don't remember exactly what they were. Doesn't matter. But uh, eventually, you know, those red flags came to fruition basically when when he got kicked off the team for sexual assault i believe might actually been rape do you, do you know off of that off the top of your head there on that micah 
mm-hmm. like what it was. He he definitely got kicked off off for that reason. Um, I this is kind of an old story that's getting brought back up, and it, it sucks that it's happening. I think it's bullcrap what this guy's doing. Um, he's flat. He's trying to sue D'Antonio and the former MSU president for wrongfully not re-signing him, like for telling him basically oh, like wrongful termination. Yeah. Wrongful termination. Yeah. Basically. Oh, really? Thank you. Yeah. So was, was he actually fired or was he just not rehired? He just wasn't rehired. Yeah. What. So it's not even wrongful termination. I know. No, it's, it's weird. Not, I, yeah. Um, is this the ex president that like is now disgraced because of the Nasser? Yes. Terrible. So. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Luana yeah. or Simon or yeah, whatever. I didn't Luan Simon. Down. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my, Mike, uh, do you have any thoughts on it that you'd like to get out there before I go? Uh, I guess the only thought I had was what seems to be allegedly lying from D'Antonio to the press and to the public is, is a big problem. And I, I think that where we are in society is definitely strange times. And I think we're taking a lot of details of certain aspects of society way too far. I mean, I, I don't know where you're going to get D'Antonio into trouble besides the lying. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know where that thin line is. I yeah. just don't really understand law as well as others do. Yeah. When this came out, it seemed like everybody was just like, Oh, D'Antonio's a disgrace to the like. This is awful. They should get rid of him. Blah blah blah. This is worse than what Urban did. I I, I kind of go the other way. But Ryan, did you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I hate this story. <laughs> I really do. I think the way this is coming out, we're we're supposed to think that it's bad that D'Antonio believed in a kid. I, I mean, let's think about these guys the way they are coming out of high school. These are kids. Mm-hmm. You know, these are eighteen-year-old kids that he was trying like part of being a a head coach is that you're trying to create men. You're trying to create men that are are doing something in the world and being good citizens and and contributing in their way. You're a secondary father at that point. Yeah, exactly. And and part of that is, is mentoring these kids. Some of them cannot be mentored. Some of them are just bad people that you don't realize until they do something. If this kid would ended up being a, a good football player and was a good citizen, he'd be all over and, – and let's say MSU was really, really, really good. He would be all over ESPN is like the big story that, you know, D'Antonio took a shot on and, did, and gave a second chance to, and everybody would love that story of it. So I don't, I, don't like, I don't like these allegations. I don't like the way they're coming out. I don't like that people think it's shady for, um, you know, a head coach to take a shot on a kid and try to mentor him and try to do something well for him, try to try – to, turn his life around maybe you know I I don't know I have a hard time with that because I tried I tried that personally at the high school level and it just didn't work and it's it's just kids are will make their own choices yeah so you can either bet on them and they'll they'll you know back you up or they'll fail and and it's up to them at that point yeah so this is to me not on D'Antonio at all this is on the player yeah no I you you said it perfectly. I was basically going to try to say have the same argument, but I think you nailed it, Kyle. I know this is your team, so it's a little you might have a little bit more of a 
you know, emotional attached to uh, like emotional side of the story here being your team and whatnot. I mean, how, what did you think when they first came out? Has, has your feelings kind of changed over the, the course of the weekend? No, I don't think so. And you said this is like re coming up now. Yeah. Sam? So it, it, it was brought up um, when everything else was hitting the fan uh, a year sure. ago, I think it was. Um, well, no, it was actually when, when Izzo was kind of going through that, like the same, the same stuff when, when just okay, yeah. stuff was getting rehashed for no reason. Um, it was kind of brought up to a certain extent. Um, I kind of remember that. And I was, that's what I was kind of wondering. I didn't but, realize this is that same thing. It, yeah, it pretty much is. It's, it's another story uh, of, of another yeah. bad thing. Yeah. I mean, it looks bad. It, it's not good. Never let that stuff happen at your school, but it happens at every school. But sorry. Right. I, I, do you have no, thoughts on my, I think like Ryan does, I think, I think this kind of, and like what you just said, this kind of stuff happens and you take a shot on a kid. Um, and the, like all of our kids, sometimes your kids let you down. Um, and yeah, this is obviously kind of a whole nother level from that. But the other thing is that this guy's obviously after personal gain for doing this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so to keep bringing it up and then the more media frenzy he can create, the better the chances that he gains from it. So it, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't, I saw the headline a couple places and I was like, oh, I'm not even clicking on this. Like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just frustrating. And, and if he did something wrong, then, then he but needs he, to go. But I look at it, he did it. He did it right. He gave a kid yeah. another chance, which all these teams do it. Like <laughs> there's not one coach that wouldn't give a questionable kid a second chance. They all do it. All of them. But the second he was alleged rapist or whatever happened at the school, he booted him off the team. And that's yeah. what he did. He did what he is supposed to do. Right. And that's kind of what I, that's where kind of where I was going with that. Like, I, with what the guy is alleging, Nintendo didn't do anything wrong. There's not even anything wrong to it. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I agree. He, all he's saying is he disagreed with the head coach. Yeah. And that's right, fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure D'Antonio agreed with everything that he was saying, but he was like, yeah, I agree with you, but I'm going to bet on the kid. I'm going to give him a chance. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And there are statements that look pretty bad. Like, um, I don't remember the name of the coach, but there's a coach that's still on the, on the, on the team. He flat out said, I don't want a kid like that going to school with my daughter. When mm. you read it that way, that's like, Oh, all right. That gets a little more, you know, you, there's a little more feelings behind that, if you will. But then it's yeah. at the same time, all that stuff gets said behind closed doors every week. I'm sure in these, in these, these and, it, and it's easy to say when you're not the one making the final decision. Exactly. Yeah. I, and, I think it comes down to what the allegations of this kid were in high school and what was already known that I don't think any of us know. Yeah. I, I don't think it's ever really come out what his red flags were, but it was known that he had a lot of them, basically. That's basically all we're, we've been told. For sure. But you get what I'm saying is, yeah. you know, if he were – if he actually had some sexual allegations against him in high school and then D'Antonio still took a chance on him, that does not look good one bit. No, you're right. But you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yep. And it, but it, but it still doesn't change the whole argument. I mean, yeah. you're still, you're still trying to shape a person into a man that contributes to society 
again, it's up to that person, you know, they, they, he got, he had a shot to do something with an opportunity and he clearly let everybody down. Yeah. That's not D'Antonio's fault. That's the, that's the kid's fault. Let's put the personal blame on that kid. Yeah. And that, that was one way that I, I kind of wanted to look at. I know it's, it's pros compared to um, college, but why is Mark D'Antonio even getting a, 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 like, it's not his fault because like you already said, it's a kid's decision. He's got what 110 players on the on, on a football team, right? Or somewhere around there, and he That's has insane. to watch out for all of them and control all of them. Or you have Bill Belichick, who's got what 54? Is it 54 man roster? I think that sound right. And he yeah, had one. Right. He, he had a guy that was out there 56. killing people, I mean, but nobody blames <laughs> Bill Belichick for his guy's yeah. decisions. Wait, so why are you blaming D'Antonio for another person's decisions? But then, yeah, no, <laughs> then I agree with you. Then, like, wait a second. <laughs> and, and at the same time, he's tracking how much, you know, study time he's doing and, and what classes and his GPA and all this other stuff yeah. along with everybody else too. It's not like he can sit down with this kid 24-7 and make sure that he's making the right, the right decisions all the time. Exactly. That's not, re- that's not realistic. Yeah. It's like, it, 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 and this is a far-fetched comparison, but it's like a car manufacturer getting in trouble for somebody that jumped in their car and got a DUI. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was his choice, but I don't know. I don't know it was far fetched, but no, I was just I, no, no. That's not what. I, oh, did I say something? I, I was saying you could say the same thing about firearm manufacturing, but I wasn't gonna go there though. No. Okay. <laughs> no. I, okay. So, speaking from a personal experience, there's no way that I would have held my head coach, who had all the integrity in the world accountable for my actions when I was in college. There's yeah. no way, there's no way that makes any sense to me. That's a good point. I yeah. had plenty of time to, to make stupid decisions while I was in college on my own. Yeah. But you didn't. Well, <laughs> uh, so let's just move on from MSU. I think that was, that was good. Good speak there. I think that was good talk. Um, good so, speak. Yeah. So I, I don't even – let's just skip Mich- Michigan had a bye week. I think that's a new thing. Michigan had a bye week, so let's just – He's so around. nervous he said it was a good speak. Yeah, this is – this is that before. It's a joke, I think, isn't it? Uh, it's going to turn into some bad speak. Yeah. Yeah, we're about to go from good speak to bad speak here. <laughs> no, we're just skipping it. It didn't happen. Oh, okay. We're not even talking. Okay, so beer grades. What do you got? Cerveza con limon. Uh, <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to say. Ese leon. Yes. Ese <laughs> leon. Very so, good. So all my pride a bit here, but this is going to be good. So uh, Michigan lost on the road 35-14 to 14 to Wisconsin oh. Badgers. The Badgers came out ready for this game, scoring 14 points in the first quarter and 14 more in the second to lead 28-0 at half. Uh, Shea went 14 of 32 for 219 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, one lost fumble. Uh, Michigan had absolutely no run, run game and even, even worse run defense, um, allowing Jonathan Taylor uh, to run for 203 yards on 23 carries for an 8.8 average. And they also allowed 147 more rushing yards to everyone else on the team. So that was fun. Uh, this is usually where I kind of bring in something positive or a bright spot, but uh, I, I didn't find any, so zero. Yeah, um, <laughs> Cone, the the 
Wisconsin quarterback went uh, 13 of 16 for 128 yards. He didn't have to throw the ball much at all. So, no. but he he only three interceptions or three incompletions though. So, um, I'm just gonna jump down it, where, where I really think the issue was. I think the defense 100% let this team down. Um, they they allowed five of 13 on third down, but even worse, three of three on fourth. And Wisconsin set the tone on the very first drive. They went for I think it was fourth and one or fourth and two on their own 35 yard line they got it continue to drive down touchdown and and really the rest was history I don't want to go too much into I don't want to go play by play obviously as much as I'd like to um so I'll just jump down to time of possession 41 minutes and seven seconds to 18 minutes and 53 seconds that is that's crazy oh my goodness I mean that's that's both sides of the ball a problem Michigan not getting first downs, but also the defense not getting off the field. Um, Michael, what, what, what do you got for me, buddy? Anger. Yeah. <laughs> Hurt. Hurt. Pain. Yeah, Lots that of... sounds that sounds more more than anger. <laughs> like devastated. <laughs> it was okay. Well, devastating well, to watch. It was. <laughs> let me start here. The game was not 35-14. It was 35-7. It was a garbage touchdown at the end. It was... Agreed. Disagree with me. I don't care. I really don't. It was a bad game. It was... Shea was piss poor. He was was just freaking awful. There's just... There's no... There's no giving him this mulligan. I just don't understand... The, the coaching was so bad overall. I, there, there was just – I don't even know what to say. It was uh, yeah. just absolute – got trampled in every aspect of this game. Yeah, I, I was very frustrated with the coaching. I, I think the coordinators were very bad. I don't think this is necessarily a Harbaugh issue because he does <laughs> let his coordinators coordinate. And there was no speed and space. There was no creativity. There was – no adjustments throughout the game. So what in the world were they doing on this bye week? What happened? It, it was it, it's flat out embarrassing that this is what that this is what they came up with after a bye week. Ryan, what do you got? All right. So I'll be I'll be completely honest how I watched this game. I didn't watch it. I was I couldn't at the time. But this is what I did. I squinted when I pressed the score, so I didn't know the score. And then I went into the plays, and I read every single play throughout the whole game. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. dedication. But but I did it. I didn't want to know. I wanted to be unbiased without watching the game. That's the best way I knew how to do it. Anyways, this game was so disappointing to read. (laughs) Because, yeah, because it seemed like, okay, I've 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 got multiple issues with this. Is number one offense? What you're saying about the coordinators not being uh, prepared or, or or ready for this game? Shea Patterson passed the ball way more than we ran. This was an unbalanced attack through the air as it was on the ground. So any kind of from my point of view, which is not seeing the game and not seeing how Shea actually threw the ball, it looked to me like this was a just an, a terrible game for Shea Patterson. Number two. We also could not, we could not get off the field with our defense, and it looked to me like it was the, the defensive line 
that we talked about last week saying we saw a hint of this with Army and just the, the run defense was not there. We didn't have those big bodies uh, taking up space, you know, and getting in the backfield and just causing havoc, causing a running back to change direction. And it, it, looked, it looked like that was completely just non-existent in this game. The defensive line was probably gone. Every single, every single handoff was going for several yard gain. And, and that's one thing that you will not get by, by reading it. And this is, this was key missed tackle after missed tackle. We would, we had these guys dead to right several times in the backfield and missed tackles constantly. Can I, can I ask it was, who won it was everybody linebackers and defensive line. Every single person was missing tackles. We never got them down on the first time. And we had them stuffed on fourth down twice and second effort that the guy's rolling through. We didn't, didn't get him down or he bounced off of one. Like it was terrible. And, and I did want to bring up the coaches. I think that is an issue, but the players were the issue in this game. Like you're going, people are going to tell you that Harbaugh this, Harbaugh that, because he's the polarizing fig, figure here. Everybody's going to say his record against top 25 opponents on the road, blah, blah, blah. The players were terrible in all aspects of this game. It was embarrassing. So the f- first, first drive, first play, nice throw by, by Shea Patterson gets down to the 15 yard line, right? Or something somewhere, or no, it's inside the 10. Next play. Oh yeah. Let's bring in our defensive lineman to hand the ball off to him so he can fumble this dang football. Yeah. That's, that's real good coaching, but the player, like they didn't drop the ball, but it's still, it's like that changed the game a ton. That like, that's the way that this game is going to start for us. Basically. But, you know, in that aspect, I get Ben Mason's on the defensive line. He played fullback a lot and pounded the ball into the end zone a lot last year. This isn't new territory for him. Well, that, he should not it have is done in that. space, though. It is in space. He's been a goal line threat. He's bunch formation. They tried to give this guy the ball in space. He's running six yards. He's going to fumble the football. That's the problem is he's – he's supposed to be holding the ball. Like he's used to just bodies touching him on all different sides of his body because he's just trying to fall forward. He was running. It was a three or four yard run that he ended up getting hit that he's not used to. And of course he's going to fumble because he's not used to that. They put him in a situation that he's not used to. Period. You don't, you don't I, think I they, you don't think they practice that though. I'm sure they do. But, I, I'm sure they do, but, but hold on to the ball. No, I agree. It's like one one hold on to the ball. But why is that, like, first drive? All right, well, we're just going to bring in th- this guy. Like, where's Charbonnet? Charbonnet's been solid. You want to run the ball? You, if that's what you're going to do, you have running backs to do that. He, they were on the 9 or 10-yard line to start that – or on, on this play. He's not going to fall forward into the end zone. You should get a guy that can actually hit a gap. Because Charbonnet was allegedly hurt. He played a little bit, though. So if he was hurt, then he shouldn't have played at all. Agreed, but that comes down to coaching. Oh, just put him in there. I don't know. But my, another but, but problem what, I saw – go ahead, Ryan. No, I I just feel like where are they going to turn? I mean, that, that again, screams that they don't just – they don't trust Shea Patterson. He's been so sloppy with the ball for so long now through these first few games. 
then they're then they're turning to a, uh, a defensive lineman that's going back into the as fullback. Like that shouldn't be your weapon of choice on the second play of the game, but it was because of the issues that they've had, the turnover issues. And then he just joins the chorus, you know, he just joins right in with everybody else. But I don't know. Are you going to blame, are you going to blame the coaching staff for somebody fumbling no, the ball? No, no. I'm, and I, I'm sorry if it came across. That's not what I'm trying to do, but it just seemed an odd time to bring that type of, that type the of decision in. It just, it seems like it's, I, I, I can question that, right? I'm not saying he, it's their fault that he dropped the ball. Yeah. You're bringing in a guy that's not used to doing this. He hasn't done it this year, in a game at least. He's put on a lot more weight since he, he did it last year. And I, I think my argument of, yeah, he's a short yard back. Like, that's what he was good at. Like, inside one or two yards is what he did. And you're doing this at the 10-yard line where he's going to get into space that he's not used to. Look. He's running the football. It's not rocket science. He's supposed to be holding on to the football. That's not that difficult either. It's a freak play. It really is. But it just seems odd in my eyes. Where, yeah. Why are you trying to – why are you bringing a short yard guy, a short yardage guy in on first down from the 10-yard line? And I guess I don't understand the dynamics of where everyone's health was at because apparently Charbonnet was hurt. That's why he played little snaps. And, yeah, I get I get what you're saying is he probably shouldn't have played any snaps. Totally get it. But where was Christian Turner then? Yeah. Where's where's other athletes? Yeah. We, have, we should have plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have plenty of look, them. And I, look, I think we – I might have even – I don't remember if it was on the podcast or just, like, calling into one of the shows that I listened to. But bringing him in was something that I would totally support in these situations because we were not getting the short yardage runs on fourth and one third and one. We're not getting those. So bring in this guy that has, that has proven to be able to do it, mm-hmm. but I don't think they brought him in, in the right time, in the right situation. Yeah. Um, I brought up third down Michigan over 10 on third down. That's yeah. so <laughs> you're not going to win a game doing that. You're no. not doing that. So um, I, I get, see, you're trying to be aggressive, but, you're not successful at being aggressive. Well, and how many third downs were they in? It's like they're – I feel like they're in third down all the time. Where is this creativity? Where is this speed and space and first and second down? If you look at these big-time programs, I hate to bring it up, but, you know, Ohio State, how many third downs are they running? Probably it's not like they're sitting yeah. – yeah, it's not like they have third and six and third and seven, third and eight all the time. Yeah. Like, let's get a little creative here. Let's get an offense actually working – I got more about that later, but uh, yeah, we can move I, on. I want to point out something with Shea. The, this this guy is driving me nuts. Uh, in the fourth quarter, when he passed it to DPJ for that touchdown, he worked far too hard for that pass. Way too hard. The fourth down. There is there is a highlight showing you his options from behind of where he was in the pocket. Hassan Haskins was standing in the end zone by himself like this. Yeah. And Shay Shay waving his hands. Wide open. For those who can't see. You guys can see. (laughs) Yes, three of us can see. You're right. Talking to you listeners. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Waving his hands. Shay rolls out to the right, working way too hard, barely gets it to Donovan Peoples Jones. 
And there stands Hassan Haskins, literally straight out from center, waiting. I saw this actually. I saw where. That. Where is she looking, man? Is it is are, are you guys all like? Is it time to be done with Shay? Is it time to listen? I, I was. I Sam and I had a strong argument, and I'm sorry about that Saturday. You're good. But I, oh, I just so I, salty. <laughs> well, it, it uh, got pretty heated. I had to take offense. It was to all a long. That. It was a long day for him. Can we read the text on the air? No. 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 <laughs> Long day for who? I was having a bad day Saturday. (laughs) I had a good day. day. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Is is McCaffrey okay? Yeah, can I answer this? That hit, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. That wasn't good. Oh, yeah, you guys can expand on that because I didn't He may have broken a bone in his neck or back. That looked absolutely terrible. That looked Um, really good. They had two targeting calls on the same drive. Within like McCaffrey. a minute, yeah. Um, but if you guys want to bring up McCaffrey, yeah, let's let's talk about it. What were you gonna say, Ryan? I'm done with Shea Patterson. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, this guy we've like been waiting on. Him. I think we've been waiting on this guy to be a star, to be somebody who can handle this offense and take over and actually look good in games for a year and a half. All of last year, we were wanting more, and like at the end of the year, his stats were decent. But I think, I don't know, if we're being honest with ourselves, none of those came against the teams we wanted, to, wanted them to, to be against. Yeah. It wasn't against Notre Dame, Ohio State. It wasn't against Florida. Every single time even we were Even the game against, against Michigan State. That yeah, even, great. yeah, against Michigan State. Every single time we needed him to be big, he was small. He made plays that were just – well, he just didn't make plays. He looked like the, he looked like it, the situation was always too big for him. Like he was panicking all the time, and he never lived up to what we were promised he was. And he isn't this year, and I'm sorry, but I'm done with him. I'm done losing games because we're waiting on this guy to turn out to be somebody in his senior year. Yeah. You took Sam. the words right out of my mouth. I text Sam right before the game started. I said, Shea has got to be a playmaker. He has got to be a playmaker, and he did not do that. Yeah. Sorry, go I, ahead, Sam. I, I – I'm not disagreeing. I'm not. I still. But, but I, I think you will pretty soon. I still do this not think. I still do not think Shea is the issue. I truly don't. I think it's confusion in the offense in general. We don't. So see you don't think any, his fumbles the issue? You don't think his interceptions the issue? If you watch it, no. The, really? No. I, no. The, the the interception was popped up. It was tipped by the defensive lineman. Yeah, that's a quarterback's fault, but it wasn't like a terrible throw. It just was what happened. And the fumble was like on fourth and something when they were trying to make All right, happen late in the game. So I'll I'll live with that. All right. So, but I forget where I was at. Sorry. You don't think he's the biggest problem? I don't think, think he's, he's the, the biggest problem. I think the biggest problem is the confusion in the offense. I don't see any creativity, and I do not see any separation for our wide receivers. It is terrible like those are the guys that are supposed to be making plays and they're not getting open like I, I know Micah had the example of the guy jumping in the end zone that he was he was wide open but you you look at most of the game there are there's nobody to throw to like it's not like Shea is missing terribly it's he's not missing wide open guys nobody's getting open there's there's nothing there's no creativity there's literally nothing to nothing good about this offense 
There's really nothing good about it. And look, Shea, I shouldn't defend him because he's looked terrible. He doesn't have the numbers. I'm okay with the change. I'm not going to call for it. I'm not done with him quite yet. Whatever they decide, I'm going to just – it is what it is. But it's, some, it's something deeper in this offense that's the issue. And I – McCaffrey doesn't look good either. When he comes in – He's He almost died. You lay off him, okay? Yeah, he almost died, but he also, <laughs> he also tried to slide on – I think it was a fourth down play, right? It was fourth uh, down, or maybe it was third down. Doesn't matter. Third, but I he think. slid three yards short of the of the sticks when he could have made a play. He could have made a move, try to get that first down. He slid. Did, did he get the first down? Yeah, because he got hit in the head. All right, there you go. Because Playmaker. it was the worst slide in the world. Playmaker. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> so look at this look, playmaker. <laughs> look, and I, I feel bad because I shouldn't be hating on McCaffrey, but I feel like I have to to defend Shea, and that's probably. A, that, that's kind of probably the only way you guys, can defend him. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I still, I'm still okay with Shea running this team. I still do have faith in him, but I, something else has to be changed. Uh, Sam, I feel like, I feel like Sam, you're talking about like this last game, like the Wisconsin game, the blowout where he did miss a couple throws, but it, it, I think they're talking about what? the entire body of work. You know what I mean? I thought he was good last year. Mm. I think he struggled against Notre Dame. It was his first week, first game. He struggled against – I mean, it wasn't pretty against MSU. Yeah, who else? In Ohio State, was that was not his fault. The debacle was definitely not his fault. Okay, who else? That was it. I mean, <laughs> other than that, he looked good. Florida? That, I mean, dude, half the starters were out. I'm just, Nobody wanted I'm, to play that game. I'm just saying, the guy hasn't – proven to actually be a playmaker when we needed him to. I agree. He doesn't run the offense. He doesn't command any respect in in the offense, it doesn't seem like. He should be the one. I mean, uh, agreed the coaching staff has a play has a role in this. Absolutely. But the but as a quarterback, you also command the offense. You drive the whole thing. If people don't believe in you, if they're not doing the right thing, make them do the right thing. My my problem is is that she I believe was good last year. I agree with Sam that Shea was good last year. So in the, in the second year that Shea is in this system. It's a new system. uh, But still Shea should be better. He is a very good athlete and he is lacking badly. He needs to be better. (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I look at zero separation. I look at zero time. Offensive line has been absolutely garbage as well. That has been bad also. Yeah, that's true. But but you're telling me that Nico Collins, you're saying Peoples Jones and Tariq Black, those guys can't separate? They're not getting uh, any space? Charbonnet's not. Charbonnet's not getting any space? No. Well, no yeah. There's a big problem with that. I agree. I agree. And, look, I, I don't know the game enough to be like, oh, that's 100% on the quarterback. It, I'm okay with the change. I really am. But I don't think it's going to fix anything. Has what? What's your take on the change, though? When when uh, McCaffrey, McCaffrey comes in, is there a difference? Is there a spark? Is there actual ball movement? What do you think? I thought so. I thought which, he, which game? I mean, he had Wisconsin. one seventeen-yard run, but other than that, he was missing. He was missing guys too. He was thrown into triple coverage as well. 
He slid three yards short of the sticks. Playmaker. Has anybody checked on him? Are we sure he's okay? <laughs> he is alive. Nobody, he is alive. He's referencing that. Nobody answered yeah. me last time. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he moved the ball down the field on two 15-yard penalties. So good for him. He didn't. He didn't get in the I, end zone. I guess what I'm. What I'm. The, the thing I'm thinking about, I guess, is again, reading the game <laughs> line by line. I looked at uh, Shea Patterson incomplete left, Patterson incomplete right, Patterson incomplete left. It was like he had every opportunity in that game. The the play calling was all putting it on Shea Patterson's shoulders the whole first half, and he just did not come through for the team and you look at a guy like I, don't, I hate to say fields from Ohio State so I, I, I won't bring that up I guess but any big time college quarterback it doesn't matter if there's nobody open it doesn't matter if there's no play they make a play they're they're just better they're a leader they do what they need to do as a as a quarterback in college they get it done and I don't personally I'm past that I don't think Shea Patterson has that spark I don't think he has that ability yeah, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't shown it when in, in the crucial times. I mean, I think he's he was good last year. I really do. So I don't like that argument. But in the big key games, yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't. He's he's definitely not a top quarterback. And to run this offense, you should have a top quarterback. But I still hesitate to say that it's McCaffrey's the issue or the the answer. Basically, that's I think my that's the hard part for me. Is, yeah, I think it might be a few answers. You know, not, it's not just one thing, right? Yeah. So, um, the and really in the in a nutshell, this this team they got manhandled by a better football team. I think we do have to give Wisconsin some credit. Michigan was absolutely well, Taylor. Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, one hundred and forty-three yards in the first quarter. One hundred and forty-three oh. in the first quarter. He was out the whole second quarter. He still hit two hundred and three yards rushing. Like, oh my god, that yeah, guy's good. He's he's yeah. good. He's good. I mentioned containing that little bastard. Yeah. Why didn't they listen? Nobody Why didn't they listen? Yeah. Harbaugh should listen to our podcast. No. Yeah. Don no. Brown should. <laughs> listen, over, overall, I think both sides of the ball, they lack serious identity. Yes. I just, I just don't see it, man. And moving forward, I am really nervous. Yeah. And I'm, I'm done listening. I'm done hearing about the speed and space. I'm done <clears throat> hearing these 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 wide receivers saying that it's fixed i gotta see it i gotta see it yeah it looked from because i did watch quite a bit of it and it yeah it was just man you're exactly right michael like it just, they didn't they don't know who they are right now they don't that and and i'm one of those guys who like yeah it bugs me sometimes when people talk about like were U of m the most winningest program of all time and the, you know but that team don't – that didn't look like a U of M team. No. You know what I mean? No. Nope. Yeah. But I do – again, I do want to give Wisconsin some credit because they yeah. look very, very good right now. Yes, they do. They do. That and, offensive and, and line. Yeah, the offensive is line very is good. very good. The defensive line was, was good enough. So, um, yeah, I think we just should move on to, to Rutgers. Um, we'll talk about that game a little bit. Matchup we like Michigan's athletes. Matchup we don't like nothing. What do we expect to happen? Michigan's going to win. They're going to win big, and it's going to mean absolutely nothing. Is that a pretty good preview for, for Michigan? They better win. I, I hope they so win negative. Big. I'm done talking about that. I'm, like, 
Sam took a turn to negative town. <laughs> it's hard not to. Do, do we expect Shea Patterson to start? I do. I do. I, I think I, I would have a hard time saying McCaffrey's healthy enough to play, to be honest with you. <laughs> I would too. Why is nobody it's taking that seriously? Shea Patterson won, Joe Milton too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it I think it's Patterson and I, Give me I think Milton. What's that? <laughs> Give me Milton. Milton. I'd rather have Milton yeah, get the warm up against Rutgers against uh before he goes up against big time competition. Yeah. I want to see that cannon of his. I, I would like to see him get in the game. <laughs> yeah. I, ideally we get, we get a half each, right? That'd be a, yeah. that'd be great. That'd be that'd be really nice. And I, I hope McCaffrey's healthy and you know. I'm up for anything at this point. Whatever this coaching staff decides to do, it better work. So um, let's just jump into beer grades now. Uh, Kyle, remind everybody what you drank. I'm, like, really negative now. I, I'm sorry. I'm, like, down. <laughs> While you're negative, oh can I ask one more question? Yeah, go ahead. Do you, and I don't need a long answer. I just want to know what, like. I don't. I do. I only do long answers, so. Okay. They <laughs> lost that game. Yeah. They beat. Michigan State. They lose to Ohio State. Um, so two, two or three losses. Is Harbaugh in hot water? I, I don't think. All so. the did you see all the big M Live story last week about all this? Yeah, that, um, I think that's a not really a fair. I didn't think it was either. Article. I, I don't think it was well thought out. Like, I tried to he, make it like Michigan is saying we don't care if he wins. Because yeah. he brings in money, I don't think that's true at all. I so I'm just asking for real. Like, do you? It, it, but at what is that the point at which you would say, okay, it's not for me. I, there, I, I know there there will be a lot of fans that will will feel that way, and and they they'll believe it. Um, I I still think he's a good football coach. Sure. I'm. I don't think he forgot how to coach football. I know he can recruit. I. It's it is what it is at this point, and honestly, yeah. I I don't expect like I feel like people look at Michigan fans and like well they expect to be in a national championship every year. It's like wait a second, like no, we we've had one. Nineteen ninety seven was the only like sniff that we've had at it, and how many years? And that's gone a long a long ways before that. Before I was born, like that's that's their one year that I've been alive. I don't expect it. I want them to be competitive. And, and Nebraska to, was undefeated too. Yeah, I want them to be competitive. I want them to go into the game with a chance. Like, go into Ohio State with a chance to win the Big Ten. You don't have to win the Big Ten every single year. You don't have to win the Big Ten within your first four years of your, your, your tenure to be a successful football coach. That's, that's not the way I look at it. And I feel like people are putting a timetable on this when there really shouldn't be. Because it really is just – as long as you continue to put a good – football team on the on the field it will fall into place and you will get your big 10 title it happens it i don't know that yeah yeah i told you i i I agree with you and it's totally unfair because we needed harbaugh to turn a corner and even even with the way this season has gone it's still a better corner than where we were at four years ago five years ago turn a corner yeah yeah Yeah, i mean we're not we're not winning only three games in the season we know that Yes. going into this year and those I, you know with Harbaugh those days are behind us we're not we're not that program anymore yeah and we know like you said he can recruit so our years will be there 
what's the frustrating part is that, you know, Ohio State basically, I mean, that's who we're comparing ourselves to, Ohio State. Mm -hmm. So the frustrating part is that Ohio State can lose a coach, an iconic coach, an all-time coach, and get a new quarterback after a Heisman hopeful quarterback, you know, leaves and, you know, throws 50-plus touchdowns Mm -hmm. in a season. And they're still breaking records. They're still putting up the numbers they are. And it doesn't feel like we can actually put an offense out there that can actually – make something happen you know yeah yeah you're exactly right that as a Michigan fan that's what I'm frustrated about yep same here and I I get the defensive line I get the fact that we couldn't contain uh you know really really good running back in Taylor but I would rather I would rather get in that game where Taylor runs wild and we score on top of them and we win that game by a touchdown scoring 40 something points yeah yeah that's what I don't like about this team right now is there, there's a disconnect between the offense and the defense, in my opinion, and the, the, the offense cannot help the defense. I get the defense couldn't get off the field in this particular game, but the offense was not helping the defense one bit. Yeah, awful. And, there, and there were also turnovers like, early in the game that didn't help the defense too. So they're put in a bad spot against a really good team against a really good runner. Yeah. Like our defense would bail our offense out at times, and then our offense could bail out our defense at times last year. This year, oh my gosh, it's it's not good. Yeah, yeah. I we'll see. I mean, if 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 it hits the fan and you lose five games, then then I'll be a little more concerned. But he's he's going to be our coach. I, I like him. I'm not worried about him. And I think the and kind of going back to the article that you brought up, Kyle. But mm, yeah, even if that's what the University of Michigan wanted. If that's all they cared about, I don't care. They, they're, they're a business. They're trying to make money. If they fit, yep. continue to make money and not fill the trophy cases, that, that, that's their prerogative. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there was a time that we weren't getting trophies and we weren't getting money. So if they want yeah, to make money, like that's, that's half of it. And making money helps you down the road because they're going to start Putting more into you, pay into your players it. more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Start paying them, we'll be all good. Yeah, give them houses. Yeah, right. gotta do that more often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle. All right, since I let's just get in the beer grades and get out of here before we start. Let's recruit Reggie Buster <laughs> back to college. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. To answer your original question, Sam, uh, cerveza con lemon, uh, Newhound Brewing. It's good. It's I. I like lemon in beers. Yeah. I think you've got to really like lemon in beers, but I Wait, do. Wait, so is it lemon or lime? You said lime sorry, earlier. That threw me I'm out. sorry. Okay. It's both. All right. Um, yeah, so like if I get a, like a Corona, I'll put a ton of lime in it. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to go 8-1. Okay. Ooh, that's pretty good for your scores lately. It's good. Yeah. Very easy to drink. Micah, what are you, what are you drinking? And, and give it a grade. Absolutely. Grand Armory, Nutter, your business, peanut butter stout. That's a right? good name. That's a good name. I like that. I feel like you're like telling me it's none of your business, Sam, so stop asking. <laughs> yeah, none of your business, man. <laughs> no, there's a lot of peanut butter in here. So if you like peanut butter, great. If you don't, you are going to hate this beer. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say a... I'm saying eight two. I really, really like this beer. It was a so, good beer. So, just a really quick question here. So, 
they say it's peanut butter, right? Peanut butter is like a form of peanuts. So why isn't it just peanut flavor? Why is it peanut uh, butter flavor instead of peanut flavor? Because the process that they use peanuts of turning it into butter changes the taste of peanuts into peanut butter. The Boom. scientist has spoken. Yes. Right. Sold it. Well, they you know they <laughs> add other things to like peanut butter isn't just <laughs> smashed up peanuts. Yes, you know? it is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they bad butter commercials. It can be. At one point, it was. I think, but it's not anymore. Yeah. Bad butter. processed America. Yeah. <laughs> there are two things in that recipe: peanuts and butter. <laughs> and everybody knows butter is delicious. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm drinking uh, to drown my maize and blue sorrows. Haze and blue. It's a juicy New England IPA from Holland, Michigan. It's uh, Big Lake Brewing once again. Um, very good beer. Very good. I like the blueberry flavor. It's, it's actually really good. And they also have a one that's called Sparty Party. So I'm going to have to do that one too. Um, if I'll allow it in my house, maybe that'll be an on location one or something. I don't want that in my house, but there you go. Um, this beer is good. I really like it. Everyone knows I like juicy style New England IPAs. I'm going to go with a nice solid 8 4. Can, nice. Wow. Can, can I just uh, give a grade to something completely non Michigan based or no? Yes. Do yes. It. All what right, do you so got in wherever you're at? I'm not oh, drinking. Yeah. I'm not drinking anything right now because you know it's four o'clock in the morning. But um, <laughs> and you ran out of. You already drank four bottles of wine earlier. So. Yeah, we left. We left the <laughs> bar when nobody else was there, so that that was a good start to the night. Um, I had I had a lot of wine that was it's it's Leone Leone, and it's a Bologna local wine to Bologna and a red wine. It's seriously, it's probably the best wine I've ever had in my entire life. I love it. Two years ago, I had it and I just couldn't stop talking about it. Last year I came back, I had it and I just raved about it. And then tonight I, I saw it on the menu and I told the two guys I was with, I was like, we have to get this wine. And they couldn't stop raving about Can it. Can you bring years. a bottle home? How much would it yeah, cost? Why he I, always does this. Like he travels the world and like, this is so awesome. And then yeah. like, we I'll don't buy one. Like, anything. tell me how much a bottle is and I'll buy it. Okay. First of all, I will bring some home. And okay. second, I, I have three bottles from the last time. So oh, you like do? Last, last week. Have I, I ever had it? I, no, no. I have white wine from, from last week or to, oh, to share okay. with you. So we'll do that sometime too. But yeah, when you're this, off, this, off your hiatus here. Yeah. yeah. This Leone, I'll bring, it, I'll bring it home for everybody. It is delicioso. Nice. That's all I got. For sure. Very, very good. Well, Ryan, appreciate you jumping in at 4.30 in the morning. Before we yeah, go, sure. Mike, do you have something before we go? I do. A couple of breweries, they were in a competition this past weekend. It, it was the GR IPA Challenge. Oh, yeah, that's the one that got, uh, like, weathered out or something, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they re so they did it now? Yeah, they did it. First place went to Arvon. Second place went to Creston Brewery. And third place went to DeHops. Oh, wow. Whoa. And nice. I heard DeHops was there. Standalicious? Standalicious, yep. Oh. Really, uh, yep. So, good for those guys. I had one of those last night. It was really good. <laughs> have awesome. we ever done a Creston on here? I don't think so. I don't know if I've ever seen either. Creston in, like, this. I want to say Trav might have. Okay. You're, I think you're right. I think you're right now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you're, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Um, we got to start expanding out of our, our, 
bubble that we got. Like we kind of keep going to the same breweries. We just got to go crazy here. Like start, pick, start picking out beer for each other. Ooh, oh, I like that. That would be a fun episode, right? That'd be Let's cool. Next week. I like yes. that. We should. But like, same. you got to take it seriously. Like don't yeah. buy some. Yeah. Don't buy some garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and I have a friend on the east side and he might bring us some beer. So we'll yes. See. Yeah. So mm. we're working on it. Nice. Cool. Well, thank you guys for recording, Ryan, especially you on, on the. Yeah, you bet, man. Yeah. Um, And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you next week, if not sooner. Oh, by the way, we didn't do our picks because we don't – the spreads aren't out. We will either do a short episode or we'll just post them on our our Facebook or something like that. So um, just look out for those. Not me. Peace. See ya.